What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today, I'm going to be chatting with Nick from Fluid Ampner about a way that Cummins, Duramax, and Power Stroke engines can be a ticking time bomb. And it's not just with power. It can be with mileage, heat, time. And I'm going to go through with him failures that can happen on a stock engine and ways that a dampener can help protect it, whether it's stock or a race truck, and ask him some questions about install, um, whether they need to be retuned or not, and what makes their product different than other ones on the market. So it's going to be really interesting. Before we get to it, though, I want to thank one of our sponsors, Kershaw Knives. They're giving a, they have a, a discount code for you guys. It's 20% off site-wide. Use code diesel20 at kershaw.kiausa.com. It's a great way to save 20%. I've heard a lot of great feedback from you guys that have picked up products from them recently. They got a ton of different things, whether it's for EDC, hunting, fishing, outdoors, at home, at the job site. They've got things for really any budget. So um, no matter what kind of budget that you have for it, they've got a lot of cool products. Make sure and check them out. And we appreciate them offering the discount code to our listeners. All right, let's get to today's episode with Nick from Fluid Amptor and learning more about ways we can protect our engine. Nick, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I love talking about diesel parts, building trucks, and there's going to be a really interesting topic today that I think sometimes, you know, we can forget about as enthusiasts or people building our truck, which is, you know, the dampener and, and uh, how that can save our engine. So welcome back to the Diesel Podcast. Look forward to this chat. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having us. Um I'm Nick from Fluid Damper. Uh, I do like the tech calls and uh, service calls and some marketing. I do a little bit of everything. <laughs> and wear a um, lot of hats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Out at the shows. So, uh, but yeah, thanks for having us. I uh, I really enjoyed our episode. Our longtime listeners are going to remember you being on a few years back talking about a build that you had. And on this episode, I really wanted to focus in on a question or I'd say maybe, um, you know, a build that a lot of people are doing, which they're either building that, you know, ultimate toast setup for their truck, or they're not necessarily going for an all out 2,500 horsepower build. It's kind of that, you know, 600, 700, 800, maybe 900 horsepower. And I wanted to ask you about factory dampeners and weak points in them and what can happen when something like that doesn't work as intended, the kind of, um, you know, destruction or engine issues that people can have, whether it's a Cummins, a Duramax or a power stroke. Yeah. Uh, so uh, basically all the dampers are, are built the same. Uh, I mean, it's, it's no secret. It, uh, engine parts are built by the lowest bidder. That's just the way it is. Um, so your factory harmonic damper generally made overseas. Uh, there is a, the mounting hub, whether it's uh, you know a Cummins or a Power Stroke or a Duramax, uh, so there's you know different flanges, uh, and then you have a thin piece of rubber that's bonding the uh, inertia ring to the to them, so it makes it you know, one piece. Uh, those are tuned to a specific frequency. They're uh, you know it's whatever the OE determines the most harmful vibrations. So, you know, I'm just going to throw out numbers just for a reference, but they're not real numbers. But uh, say at, you know, um, 70 hertz, that, that is where the engine's creating the most harmful torsional vibration. Uh, so that damper is tuned for those hertz. And then they have a small window, maybe plus or minus 50 hertz uh, to help with that. That's a stock setup. That's 
factory not changing a single thing. When you start to turn them up, uh, and, and it could be anything from an air cleaner to exhaust, um, you know, a slight tune, depending on what engine you have, you know, and anything you do to that, it actually changes the natural frequency of the engine. So that damper is now not really working the way it's supposed to. Uh, whether it's, you know, higher or lower, the harmonics are different. So that damper has to work harder and it's going to be inefficient. Uh, not only that, but uh, rubber, as soon as heat is introduced into it, it starts to change and break down. So your older engines, those dampers are usually pretty whooped. We get a lot of calls uh, where people have a just a stock truck, a stock engine, nothing's been changed and their damper is, you know, dry rotted, deteriorated, something like that. And uh, they'll put our damper on just in a stock application, uh, just as a uh, longevity product. Uh, they, they don't wear out, they don't go bad. So as long as the, it, you know, if it, if it's a slip on damper uh, that has a press fit or whatever, as long as that press fit is still there, as long as there's no damage to the inertia ring, uh, or hasn't been in a fire, uh, then there's really nothing to ever go wrong with it. So, you know, you can uh, be a one and done type deal. Um, one of the things we should probably mention is what is torsional vibration? Because I don't think a lot of people really understand that. Yeah. Uh, so um, to backpedal a little bit, torsional vibration is the bending and rebounding of the crank from its natural rotation. So every time the, uh, you know, every time there's the, uh, you know, a power stroke of, uh, you know, fuel and air combustion, the, uh, the crank is twisting and it happens so fast uh, that, you know, you can't see it. We need uh, testing equipment to measure it. Uh, but so that's what the damper's purpose is. I was just thinking when you were going through how small changes can affect the truck, how many people that I know or listeners we have, or, you know, things that, uh, I get questions about where there's a lot done to them. It could be an air intake. It could be, a, you know, five sets of tunes. It could be, you know, a different camshaft. All these things are, are, are making it so vastly different than what the OEM set up that dampener to be able to handle that I could see how it could quickly gain momentum and create an issue in something that maybe double the horsepower. I know that's a popular, you know, kind of phrase and goal that we all have is, you know, if we have 350, why not make it 700 or 300, make it 600. So, <laughs> right. Well, you know, I usually talk to, when, when people call up or whatever, you know, we talk to them and say, you know, um, you know, it's better to do it now, better to do it in the beginning or, or early on. Uh, I mean, you can do it at any point. It's never too late, but the sooner the better, um, you know, and even if somebody says, well, I'm just going to be at, you know, 400 horse, I don't ever plan on turning it up. I'm a guy to get, I get it. Like, yeah, <laughs> we don't leave things alone. Nothing stays. So, you know, whether you get bored with it or you're just trying to improve it or make things better, you know, things are always changing. So, you know, a damper is uh, a really good piece to add to that puzzle. Well, plus there's a... <laughs> There's also been a massive kind of influx of people buying older trucks over the last couple of years. And I think back to, you know, say I find a really nice, clean 2003 or 2005 5.9 or an LB7 or a 7.3 Power Stroke. It's got, you know, almost 20 years on it now. How much heat has it had? How hot has the engine got? Um, 
Right. There's so many things involved with it. And maintenance is a big part too. We've, we've covered that a lot with you know, staying on top of your oil changes and coolant and all those things. But what about the dampener? It's like, it gets forgotten. And that's why I really wanted to do this episode because I think it's such a crucial part of how to prevent having to do an engine build and to kind of transition into your guys's product is, you know, how do, how is how do you change one? I know it varies a little bit based on Cummins Duramax Power Stroke, but is it um, you know what's typical install time? How hard is it to do? Is it um, you know something where you need to have the engine out, or what should somebody expect if they're listening to this and thinking, "I got twenty years on my truck, I've doubled the horsepower of it. I should probably think about doing something." All right. Uh, so um, the older seven, <coughs> excuse me, uh, the older seven threes. Um, the, uh, the Duramaxes, those are like a press fit, slip fit style. Uh, so they have a snout on them. I have a cutaway here. So you'll have, you know, you'll have this, uh, press fit. Um, and we'll talk about this cutaway. I'll show you like the internal construct construction of it. Um, then your, um, uh, your Cummins dampers and your, uh, your six seven forward power strokes, the six uh six zero and six four, uh, those are all um, like a four bolt flange. So uh, we always recommend replacing the uh, factory bolts, uh, whether you just use stock bolts again or get a performance fastener such as ARP. I'm pretty sure that they make uh, ARP makes a bolt for all the engine platforms. I know we sell uh, the Cummins ones, the Duramax ones, and the Power Stroke ones. We don't have the 7.3 one, uh, but so they are available, uh, performance fastener, and we always recommend using them when available. Uh, install time varies. Uh, every engine's a little bit different. Uh, if you're going to have the front off, it's a great time to do it because it's completely exposed and it's uh, pretty simple. Um, the uh, five, nine, six, seven Cummins, um, you know, those are relatively straightforward. I mean, they're all roughly the same. Uh, if you, depending on your application, uh, you could take the fan off, set it down. Uh, typically what I would do is uh, like shove some cardboard in between the, the uh, radiator and the fan, you know, set it out of the way. And then you can get up in there and uh, loosen the bolts and, and remove it. Um, by no means is it, you know, a simple, easy, quick, fast one. You know, it'd probably take you, you know, a, a little hour better to do one, uh, depending on uh, how you're set up. And, are you pinning it? Uh, you know, different things like that. So there's a pin kit for Duramax and we have a pin kit for the Cummins. So just depending on what you're doing with it and where you're going with the build, uh, you know, could add a little bit of time to it. But uh, I mean, it's it's not, doesn't require any crazy fancy tools uh, for the most part. And uh, it's not, I wouldn't say it's like expert level install, uh, you know, pretty pretty reasonable uh and uh, like the cummins and and the uh, so the later cummins have uh, alignment pins so the biggest thing is just to remember to put the correct uh hole over it because we also have it drilled for our pin kit which is a larger dowel uh, i believe the power strokes have pins the six seven um has a pin um 
So there's, you know, there's alignment keys and things for like the 7.3 has alignment keys. The Duramax all have alignment keys. So there's, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward. And I mean, there's plenty of videos out there, you know, hop over to YouTube and, and search it up. It's, I, I think it's pretty easily, pretty you know, easily handled. When, now, what you mentioned the pin kit, when should somebody consider that versus say the standard setup on their build? Well, we uh, we recommend them on the Cummins uh, anything over thirty five hundred uh, RPM uh, just to help lock it in. A lot of Duramax guys are starting to do it just right out of the gate uh, because it's that's a slip fit damper and they have a little pin that's in there and that pin's known for shearing off. Okay. Uh, so a lot of guys will will call up and they'll be like, "Hey, I'm going to buy this pin kit," and you know they want to make sure it works with our damper. And yep, you can pin the Duramax damper. We don't offer a kit at this time. We had looked into it. Um, we're so busy with other things, uh, trying to get engineering to put together. You know everything. It's you know it, it's taking a backseat. But there is there's kits available. Uh, usually, if it's uh, if it's very mild, very, you know, 500 horse, 600 horse, uh, you know, typically it's say, yeah, it's not really a big deal. Um, but when you start getting up there, you know, it's, you might as well do it. If you're going to have the front engine all off and exposed, man, it's the best time to do it. Um, yeah. It's cheap insurance. So why not just do it, be done with it. And you never have to worry about it. You don't have to look back and say, oh man, I got to open it, take it all back apart put it all, you know, do that and put it all back together. So, you know, everybody's different. Maybe, maybe you don't care or you're never, you know, you're never ever going to go that high and you don't need it. Uh, you know, you, you don't need it, I guess. And with, uh, with the, uh, the dampeners themselves, is there, you know, if I've got a five, nine or six, seven or a Duramax, is there just one dampener that I order or are they, are they different based on, you know, whether I got a 1500 horsepower truck or a 700 horsepower, or maybe it's like, the customer you mentioned who just has a stock truck and wants to replace it. Is it all, is it all the same or do I need to tell you guys, Hey, this is what I'm doing with the truck and it's, you know, semi-custom or customized for me. So the, so the way our damper works, uh, we might as well get into that because that's a, a great way to lead in. So I'll show you the construction of the damper first. So they're all, they're all built the same. Uh, there there's your housing. So one piece housing, uh, there's a steel inertia ring that's inside there. And then around the housing uh, or in the housing around the inertia ring is a shear gap. And that's where we pump the silicone in. Uh, and then those are plugged. Everything's laser welded. Uh, it's hermetically sealed so it can never leak. And uh, the silicone, just uh, if you've ever been by our booth at a show, uh, we have these tests uh, or these displays. So this is the silicone in there. It's a two pound, two pound brass ball. Uh, it'll take about six and a half minutes for this to drop down. So it's just showing how thick the silicone is. Oh, that's cool. Is, it's uh, 45,000 times thicker than 30 weight motor oil. So uh, the way our damper works is the engine's running, that inertia ring goes back and forth and we call it in and out of phase. And it's tuning out the harmonics. It's uh, tuning to the frequency of the engine and it's removing the harmonics, uh, turns it into heat, and then it's dissipated out of the cover and uh, pulleys. Uh, so our damper works throughout the entire RPM range. So it doesn't matter if your engine is uh, factory stock or full-blown race down the track 
uh, or anywhere in between, our damper works the same for all those applications. Um, there's a couple uh, applications. It's actually just in the Cummins um, family, and I actually did have one with me here. Um, so for the 5.9, we offer your belt version or a non-belt competition version, and we offer the same thing for the 6.7, um, and uh, it's a belt or no belt. Uh, and the 6.7, I have the 6.7 competition one here, so it's just, it has the tone wheel integrated into it, and then, uh, you know, your damper itself. The... Uh, the 5.9 version does not have this tone wheel. So uh, there's been some guys that are like, hey, I want a competition damper. I don't need the belt. I want the damper a little bit closer to the engine. So they'll go with this version as opposed to having the belt on there. If you're not, if you're never going to run a belt or you, you run gear drive uh, components, then you, you won't need it. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I think, you know, when I think of engine failures, and I'm sure there's a lot of engine builders that work with you guys in a lot of shops yep. is how common are failures with the factory dampener and what typically happens? I know it might vary a little bit, you know, based on engine, but I really want people to think and understand, you know, if they do have that higher mileage truck or they are pushing the power, what can happen to my five, nine, six, seven, my Duramax, my power stroke. Uh, usually when, uh, well, a total ca catastrophic failure is the crank breaking, right? So that's like the worst thing. That's the end all be all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and you never want that because <laughs> it's not cheap. Uh, so with, um, you know, the failure points, you, you know, usually, uh, you know, hopefully you can catch it inspecting the dampers. Um, you'll see dry rotting, uh, rubber pushed out or missing. And they all pretty much do the same thing. So whether it's, you know, a, a Cummins or a Power Stroke or a Duramax, you know, anything, uh, they typically all do the same thing, dry rot, push out. Uh, uh, usually we've had guys call up that said, man, I was driving and the inertia rings came off and, you know, bopped around, caused damage under the hood. And I personally know a guy that that happened to, uh, and it was another $1,800 in damage to under the, you know, components under his hood because that ring came off. Uh, you know, some people are more lucky and it just falls off uh, straight down, no damage, but, you know, everything's different. Uh, so usually a way to inspect it is to check for dry rotting, check for, uh, you know, rubber pushing out, you know, the cracks in it. Uh, if it has a timing mark or a TDC mark, um, you know, if you're at top dead center and it's slipped, you know, you'll see, we'll see that too. That's typically more uh, in like a gas uh, or like the older uh, 12 valve, 24 valve, you know, engines like those. Um, but yeah, I mean, anything like that and in between, um, you know, that, that's a way to, to check in and see if it's going bad. Hopefully, hopefully you never have one shoot off on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that definitely it wouldn't be good. And I was just thinking, you know, with your your answering questions every day, talking with truck owners and shop owners, what are three common questions that you get where, you know, anyone listening or anyone that, you know, messages you, you could say, hey, check out this podcast or, uh, you know, I, I went through these things. I'm just really curious what are three questions you get every day, maybe every other day about, dampeners and what 
you know, you'd like people to know or think about as they're either doing a build or they're doing some maintenance or they just want to protect their investment? Um, most people want to know why, why, why should they switch to a fluid damper over either a, a factory replacement or one of our competitors? Uh, we are the only viscous damper um, with a solid steel construction. Uh, the rest are um, a uh, O-ring style or, you know, your rubber elastomer two-piece bonded uh, style. Um, all those use rubber, all of all, you know, rubber uh, breaks down. Um, all of those need to be replaced or rebuilt, uh, depending on your tuning and what you've done to your engine. Uh, they'll need to be retuned. Ours never needs a retune, never needs to be rebuilt. Uh, as, like I said, as long as there's no damage to the, the housing or anything, you know, it's going to last the life of the engine. And uh, our silicone doesn't change properties from negative 40 up to 300 degrees. So it's stable all in those conditions. We have guys up in northern Alaska, way up in, uh, in Canada, uh, no issues, never a problem. And, you know, guys that are down where it's more, you know, where the heat is more of an issue, uh, you know, again, never a problem. So that's, it's very stable. Uh, and like I said, the silicone is, is uh, like probably one of the best mediums to use. Uh, so it's, I would say that's probably like the number one question. Uh, let's see, number two question. Uh, usually just, uh, you know, which, which, uh, which one do I need? You know, I guess people get a little bit confused on it. Um, our website has a wealth of knowledge and uh, we go through and update it and make sure that it's, it's right on point. And uh, so you can go to fluiddamper.com, go to the diesel section, go to your specific engine and it's, it's laid out there, you know, uh, seven, three early years, seven, three later years, uh, you know, Duramax, all the different engine codes, uh, you know, same thing with your Cummins five, nine, six, seven, whether it's competition or not. Uh, so uh, that would probably be, I would say, uh, number two. And then uh, the benefits, uh, you know, saying it, going back to that, um, we've actually, uh, one of the benefits, and uh, you know, I tell this to when people call because they're always asking. So it's, you know, usually you're just one, two, three, you're stepping right into all three of those questions because one kind of yeah. leads <laughs> to the other. Yeah. Um, but uh, so our damper, because it makes everything run smoother and more efficient, uh, you're removing them torsional vibrations. You actually gain horsepower and torque with our product. Uh, and there's not many other products that do that that I can think of offhand, uh, just from a, like a factory-based uh, component. Um, so, uh, just, you know, and, and it gives like other benefits, uh, improved felt timing, and you know, all the way down the line, uh, even if you have a manual transmission, this is one that I tried. This is the one that usually hits because a lot of people have manual transmissions. Uh, you'll, you get benefits from the damper all the way down the drive line. So right into your transmission. I've had guys call up and say, man, I used to shift at 1100 RPM and I'm shifting at uh, 700 RPM now. And he's like, you know, totally different truck. Um, I mean, the guys that, uh, notice it the absolute most are your earlier uh five nines uh seven threes six fives 
Um, like those guys really seem to notice it the most. And I think that's just, uh, you know, the engines have evolved and gotten a little bit better over time, but I've had guys, you know, with a, a two-year-old six, seven power stroke and they put one on and they're like, you know, big difference, big difference. You know, you can tell it. And that's great to hear. Um, the, uh, I haven't gotten a ton of feedback, but the new L5P, uh, you know, there's, they had a lot of, uh, the newest one has the dual belt, has a lot of um, like a thud sound, I guess, is what they're describing it as. And it, that damper just can't take up the, the issues that it's having. And so they'll throw our damper on and it seems to be the fix or working. Um, but, you know, Generally, when somebody gets it, you know, they gets all fixed and they wipe their hands of it, they're done with the situation. And hey, they forget to call you back and say, "Hey, man, that worked great." You know? I did have a, I did have a guy come up to me at a show though and did say, "Hey, you know, I did put that damper on and it worked great." Uh, but uh, I mean, it's you know, there's a lot that go into these. Uh, we 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 use we do a lot of work with OEMs, um, and that's that's one of the biggest things. A lot of people say, "Well." If your product's so good, why don't the OEs use them? It's a price thing, right there. And I said in the beginning, if yeah. they're built, they're building by you know they're building it as cheap as possible. So you know everything is the lowest bidder. So if you know if it was if it cost if cost was no issues, they would have they would all have uh, you know a, a viscous damper. Uh, Cummins actually uses a viscous damper. Uh, on the six seven now from the factory they did they started with the six seven uh, they get one right from the factory uh, it's not ours it's you know made overseas um, but a lot of uh, a lot of like supercharger kits we work with the OEs that make the supercharger kits they use our damper um, you know a lot of overseas uh, manufacturers uh, in the European market supercars and hypercars they all use our damper. Uh, so we do we do a lot of work with them in other markets as well. I really like the first question that you mentioned about uh, you know doing it once and it not having to be retuned or service. I really like because I've never talked to a diesel enthusiast that said I want to buy a turbos twice or three times <laughs> or I want to I want to pull my injectors out in a year or five years and redo it or I want to rebuild my transmission every you know three years. So I like the idea of while I'm in there or while I'm doing upgrades, which they all cost a lot of money. We know what turbos cost, injectors cost, oh, yeah. built transmissions. I like the idea of being able to do it once. And, you know, I, I chuckled a little bit in my head when he said, you know, I don't really hear back from somebody when everything works perfect, but right. that's ultimately a testament to how well something works is, you know, very few people call back and say, Hey, this worked fantastic. I didn't have an engine failure seven years ago when I put this in. So, right. so I like that. When, you know, and I, I really like when I get a call back and they're like, you know, hey, I talked to you this so-and-so a time and, uh, man, this fixed all my issues and it's been great. Everything's awesome. Um, you know, I, I love to hear that. Uh, just, you know, it makes me feel like, okay, you know, we, we did our job and, and he's a happy guy. Um, but, you know, I get it. Life's busy. You got, you got what you got and you're done. You're, I'm on to the next upgrade. Uh, usually, you know, at like 
So I notice when I, when I go to a trade show or like a diesel event or something like that, you know, the crowds flock to the turbos, the intake kits, the, the shiny yeah. fancy parts and stuff like that. And yeah. yeah. And that's fine and all, but you know, those are destroying your engine. Those are, those are, you know, hurting you. Uh, the damper is protecting you. So like the more the bigger turbo, you know, I don't ever seen a bigger turbo. You put it on your engine and it makes it happier. Because then you got to shove more fuel in there, more air in there. So, yeah, it's it's just one of those things. Like you know, you kind of I don't want to say you're. I, I yeah, I'd say maybe you're shocked that somebody has a thousand horsepower engine or something along that. I've been using the factory damper the whole time, and I've never had a problem. Right, you haven't had a problem yet. Uh, your oil's full of uh, metal from bearing material. Uh, you know, it's just shaking itself apart. Uh, yeah, you may have not had a problem to this point, but you're causing and creating damage. So this this is a um, component to help prevent that and, and keep it going and more reliable and, and make it last longer. The, the way I was thinking about it when you were mentioning it is like when somebody buys a built transmission, they want a thousand horsepower truck, let's just say it's five nine, and you know, they, they get the billet triple disc converter, they get the good clutches, they get the good bands, they do the valve body upgrades, but I'm going to put a stock input shaft in it. Yeah. And it hasn't broken yet. <laughs> I haven't really got on it yet, but, and, and we Did never see think, it. Are you looking at my transmission? <laughs> <laughs> the one in my car is built the way you described it. <laughs> hasn't broken yet, but you know, eventually there's going to be that one time you get into the throttle a little bit and it's just going to stop moving. So I, I, I kind of, thinking about it like that and it, it made sense to me okay this is you know in the performance side or just in uh you know being an enthusiast we know about transmission failures and flex plates and input shafts and things like that breaking so i i can you know completely you know kind of see the the way that it lines up and i did want to ask you though before the we were you know jumped on the podcast you're telling me about a tow build that you're doing i think it's really important like when we're chatting about parts is i can tell your truck guy, i can tell your diesel guy and people are always curious well hey i just you know listened about this product what kind of truck does he have what's he doing with it so tell us a little bit about it all right uh so well you know i have the 56 chevy the mistress car with the 12 valve um that's currently sitting in a million pieces uh being redone um i have a 2016 ram mega cab dually one ton it's got a six seven with the ace in transmission um i tow a big fifth wheel a lot we go camping uh you know pull other trailers and haul heavy loads so i want it to be the most reliable i can so um you know things like uh, a damper uh, a better intake for better you know cooler air keep the egt's down things like that that's that's what i have done um you know i got i got airbags on it uh, I put Timbrins on the front of it. I don't know if anybody cares, but uh, when you're hauling a camper, <laughs> that actually works very well. So it was just something I wanted to try. You never know, you know, and you don't know unless you try it. So that's that's one of the things. Um, yeah, I have a fluid damper on it. Um, it's not pinned because I built it. I'm that I know what I'm doing with that truck. I know it's never it's you know. It's a dually. It's not a race truck. I'm not running it down the track. I'm not, uh, you know, sled pulling with it or anything like that. Um, so just 
uh, good components that I feel make the best uh, overall vehicle, you know, um, attuned to help with, with towing. I'm researching um, a couple other things, uh, looking for like a compound turbo setup to maybe help get up a little bit better on uh on boost uh i don't have terrible lag but i think you know it's not always there when you want it um and uh oh a couple other things i was looking at uh traction bars i never really paid attention to seen a seen an ad for traction bars and i never really realized how much that axle moves when when you're towing so that's something else i was looking at putting into it but um but yeah just i i mean it's it's not a cheap truck it's a long horn it's you know mega cab like it's you know it's it's a i mean i don't have the money to just go buy brand new all the time so i spend my money on things that i feel are going to make it last longer you know uh the best oil, you know, things like that. I run, I have every bit of every single drop of fluids, not just oil fluids in my truck is hot shot secret. Uh, gear oil, transmission oil, the coolant, everything is hot shot secret. Uh, so, and that's, you know, I do a little bit of research. I love the science and everything that they put behind it. And that's what I wanted to put in. So when it came to, I think the 30,000 mile intervals, everything got switched. I think that's really important because a lot of our listeners are in that same position you are, is they have a truck that they used to tow something with, whether it's for recreation or work and then, and they're towing stuff to job sites and they don't necessarily want the most power. They just want it to be reliable from the fluids to the engine. You know, we've talked about the dampener on this podcast um, in so many different parts. So I think it says a lot as far as how you're building your you know, daily driver, the truck you used to tow with and can help people out there when they make decisions. And I know that every build's different. Every truck is different. People are going to have questions probably that I didn't ask things that, uh, that might be specific to their build. What's the best way for them to contact you guys, ask those questions, um, you know, whether it's calling in or an email or I know a lot of people will send messages on Facebook or Instagram and, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, is, is, is easy as the social media contacts are. I don't recommend that because I'm the only one that has, like I'm the one that checks that and has to answer that. And I don't get on there very often um, just because so busy with everything else. And I, and I hate to have somebody sit there uh, with an unanswered question um, through no fault of their own. It's just, you know, we're so busy. We're a small family owned business. People think we're some like giant corporation. Uh, we're not, we're a small family owned business. There's five of us in the shop. There's uh, three guys that will answer tech questions or calls. Um, I'm the main one. The other guys do more like uh, sales and things. Um, so we're not this, you know, huge place uh, with 24 hour access. Uh, if they're, you know, business hours, uh, or, you know, you can give us a call. Um, our phone number is 716-592-1000. Uh, so that's, you know, from like, say, 8 to 4 o'clock, uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, you know, that if you need a quick uh, question answered, 
uh, or, or you, know, you have the time, that's probably your, your uh, fastest way to reach us. Um, email, you know, we'll get back to you. We're pretty quick. You know, with, I, I try to answer emails as soon as possible. Um, you know, I'm always working on other things, but if an email pops in and I can answer it in five minutes, you know, hey, that might be the fastest one. Uh, and then for that, you can just email us at uh, info at fluiddamper.com. Um, go to our website. We do have a web chat uh, on our website, a little, little web bot guy, and that just goes to us too. Um, but again, if we're, you know, it may sit, you may not get the, an answer as soon as you want. Um, you know, and that's just, uh, you know, busy and only a couple guys here. Uh, you know, sometimes the phone's ringing off the hook and, and you may have to wait a few minutes. So uh, I would say email is probably the best. I'm not going to give out my direct email. But <laughs> send, send it to info at fluiddamper.com. If you have a question, you can do support at fluiddamper.com. So um, those, those are probably the, the easiest way to get at it. Well, this was this was a really a really good chat, and and I wanted to make sure we brought attention to something that people can do to protect their engines, whether you know it's a new truck or something that they you know found you know that's twenty years old and it was their dream truck and they always wanted to to have one. It's it's something I think that's so crucial. And in chatting with a lot of different engine builders over the years, they talk about what harmonics can do and and just the catastrophic failures that they see. So I think it's a great way to be able to help avoid that. Yep. and get some better performance out of it. So I appreciate you jumping into the details with us and explaining whether we got a Cummins, a Duramax, or Power Stroke, new or old, what yep. we can do to protect that. Yeah, and if, I mean, if there's questions that uh, somebody has, you can go to our website. FluidDamper.com literally has a wealth of knowledge. We have a blogger page that has tech articles and uh, white pages and just uh, magazine articles there. Um, we have a uh, you know Q&A section or frequently asked questions. Um, but there's, there's a, uh, a section all about what a damper does, uh, you know, the, the whole nine, the workings of a fluid damper. Um, so there, like I said, there's a wealth of knowledge on the website. You could really spend a lot of time there. Um, we do, you know, we have all our social medias. Um, we have a YouTube channel that has a good, good array of uh, videos with dampers and some questions and answers on there. So, uh, you know, there's, there, there's plenty of, uh, of, material out there if somebody's looking you know if they're up at two o'clock in the morning and they really have an itch to know more <laughs> uh, you can go to fluiddamper.com or or any of those to to see more about it awesome well thanks again nick i appreciate your time today and dropping some knowledge on us yeah no problem thanks for having us and uh hopefully we can uh meet up at uh, a show or something uh we'll be out at shide soon so definitely yeah, I definitely have to stop by, visit you guys. Say hello. I don't, I won't be at Shides this year, but I'm hoping next year to be able to uh, get out there, travel a little bit more, and I have to stop yeah. by. See, uh, I've seen your product in person. I know people that have installed it's them. The hot one out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll be cool. Yeah. And, you know, the, uh, you know, look out, a testament to our product is look at the racers, look what's on theirs, look what they're using, you know, the, 
know, if they haven't, if they're not using us already, they want to switch or they're about to switch. You know, we get phone calls all the time. They want to, they want to switch from the competitors because they're having a lot, loads of problems. So there's, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're out there. Uh, if we're at a show or anything, stop by, come see us, you know, we'll answer any questions you got. Don't forget, Diesel fans, make sure and head on over to kershaw.kiausa.com. Use discount code DIESEL20 for 20% off site-wide. Great way to save some money on some really cool gear, and they've got a ton of choices for you, no matter what your budget is and no matter how you intend to use it, whether it's something you carry every day, you use at work, at home, hunting, fishing. We've got a ton of great knives for you. also want to give a shout-out to some of our Patreon supporters. Um, Rights Diesel Services, Caleb, Tyler of 23Diesel. We appreciate their support. All of you guys out there on Patreon, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook that have supported us throughout the years, our Discord members, the great write-ups you guys are doing, the questions that you're asking, you keep us on our toes, keep us inspired, and really help us come up with some really creative ways to talk about diesel trucks, um, what's going on in the aftermarket with racing, with performance parts that we can do. So we wanted to thank you guys. Until next time. Keep the shiny side up.